Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews Dr. Carolyn Stone, naturopathic physician and owner of Stone Naturopathic. We talk natural medicine, all about medical cannabis and its benefits, and autoimmune disease. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I am your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Dr. Carolyn Stone. She is a naturopathic doctor, and she has helped me a lot with my autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. So welcome, Dr. Stone. Hello, and thank you so, so much for having me on here. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here because I don't think a lot of people either know about natural medicine mm-hmm. or know how to reach out to somebody for it or even or understand it so can you give us a little background about yeah. what you do absolutely so yeah you're absolutely right there are a lot of misconceptions about who we are and what we do i've been called a natural doctor a homeopath a witch doctor you <laughs> name it we've had lots of different names called at us But when we break it down, what we do as naturopathic physicians is really focus on moving the body towards better health using the least amount of intervention possible. And so I think as, you know, for most of us, it's about least harm, right? And so of course we've got, in the state of Arizona, we're lucky and that we do have the ability to prescribe medications when we need it. But that, I always kind of keep that in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. That's not my first line, right? So we always are going to talk about nutrition, those foundational things, right? Moving your body, getting good hydration, right? All the basic stuff that requires, or that allows us to build on top of that foundation, right? Yeah, I think because a lot of times you go to a doctor, um, conventional. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple things. One, they don't listen to you. Mm -hmm. So they're not listening to your symptoms. They're not listening to what you're saying to them. They're just trying to treat or to mask whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. So they're not getting to the source of your issue. They're just trying to shove medicine down your throat and not really listen to what the problems are, what you're feeling or what you're saying at all. Yeah. And I hear that a lot from my patients. And I think it's unfortunate because most doctors, regardless of what type of medicine they're practicing, went in to help people, right? right? And unfortunately, the way our medical system is designed does not allow conventional doctors to really practice, I think, the way that a lot of them would like to. Um, and so, again, fortunate to be a naturopathic doctor where we have so many options available to us. I personally don't bill insurance, so I can take as much time with my patients as I feel I need to, to get to the root cause of their issues. So that's a huge blessing. Well, you don't bill insurance, but oh, one yeah. thing that you do mm-hmm. is you use um, pharmacies. So, like, if you're doing labs, yep. you can use insurance Absolutely. for that or for medications. You can use it because I'm on Armour Thyroid, yeah. so I use um, insurance for that. But So it's, not, That's it's not that you don't you don't personally bill for your services, but right. you use insurance for other things. Absolutely. So we try to incorporate that as much as possible because, ever, you know, money is tight for most folks. And so we use insurance as much as possible. Office visits are always cash pay. But yeah, if we can use a standard pharmacy as opposed to compounding, we'll do that. Um, use Sonora Quest, LabCorp, you know, those standard labs to, to get as much covered as possible. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to 
to know and understand because I think that's one of the biggest fears of going to a different doctor. Well, for one, if you're going to a doctor, you're spending a fortune to start. So when I first got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I was going to doctor after doctor after doctor, Mm -hmm. all these different doctor's appointments that were covered by insurance, but I was spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on doctor's visits, on medications, on, you know, lab tests, on all these things. And then it's like, you need to go see somebody else. I'm like, well, I don't have the money now. Right. So that it's the fear like, oh, I have to pay out of pocket to go just to go see this doctor. But I had to pay $60 to go to an endocrinologist when I was literally in the office 15 minutes from the time I walked into the door, paid, saw the doctor and left. I paid $60. Dollars, $65, I think it was, yep. just to walk into their office and turn around and walk back out. I'm yes. not even exaggerating, under 15 minutes. Ugh. What can a doctor tell me in under 15 minutes? Not a whole heck of a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> what do they know about you at that point? Nothing. Right? Not, yep. And this was the second time that the doctor had seen me. And what he wanted to do, because I had, over time, I used to be on Synthroid or a level of thyroxin, mm-hmm. and it never did anything. It never helped me. So I had my uh, general practitioner change my medication to the Armour Thyroid, mm-hmm. and going to this new endocrinologist who I'd seen one time before mm-hmm. wanted to change me back to the level thyroxin. I was like, listen, it doesn't work. Well, we can control it. I'm like, you're not listening to me. I am not doing it. Yep. And it's really, really frustrating. Yes, absolutely. And I always tell my patients, you know, doctors might be experts in medicine, but you are the expert in your body and you know how you feel and you know what you're experiencing. And that is valuable information, 100%, because that helps guide me with what I do. You know, I have some people who don't do well on natural desiccated thyroid. Cool, we'll do levothyroxine or we'll do Synthroid or or Cytomel, whatever it might be. So that is really important that people be heard because that does matter matter in your care and you do have a voice in your care and this is this is a you know we're a team I'm not here to just give you instructions and if you don't follow me you're a bad patient this is a conversation right well, we are all human beings so right? that is, there's that <laughs> oh that's awesome um I think what's nice about sitting down in your office and going you know when you have an appointment with you You'll, you have the 15-minute appointments, but that's just a quick. But for the yep. most part, when you sit down and you review a patient, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, let's come in. You sit down for 45 minutes. Easily. Mm-hmm. We're going over all of your lab tests. We're going over your weight. We're going over your diet. We're going over your sleep habits. Are you stressed? What are you doing for stress? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? How do you feel day to day? What do you feel like? Hi. when You know, you're trying to figure out all of those things. But when you go to a conventional doctor, never once was I asked any of those things which is just I mean I'm flabbergasted to hear that because Never how was. do you how do you help people if you don't know all of that stuff it matters I, it, you know because I think that again when you're going into an you know when I the very first endocrinologist I saw um, I sit down in his office and I'm nervous because here sure. I just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease I have no I think I'm gonna die yep <laughs> and yep. I, I said my doctor told me that I had Hashimoto's and he said well you still have it and I was like huh thanks (laughs) okay not what I meant but thanks and then you know he's going over like you know I'm like I'm really tired I've been gaining weight and he's like ah some of my patients say exercise helps and I'm like did you even look at my file 
Right. Did you do even you know ask what me I a do? question? <laughs> like, yeah. this is not, I am not an inactive person. I mm-hmm. teach classes. I exercise five to eight hours a week. Yep. I sleep a lot. Like, <laughs> and you asked me no questions. You just told me that I should work out more and right. basically told me it's my fault. Yeah, that's so unfair. And it's really, really frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. So tell me a little bit about some other things that you deal with, to, uh, other types of patients that you see, yeah. um, what what things you like to work with the most. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> of course. So, uh, of course, I love all things thyroid. I, I myself have Hashimoto's, so, you know, that is something that's very personal to me. Um, but, you know, with thyroid issues. I mean, we're talking the whole endocrine system has an impact on that, right? So I love looking at hormones and balancing hormones. Uh, And that's at different stages of life, right? Where, you know, how we deal with our hormones in our 30s is much different than how we deal with them in our 50s. Um, So hormones love doing that. Uh, Adrenal fatigue is a common term that's out there. Um, There's different names for that now. We're kind of trying to change the face of what adrenal fatigue is. So Mm -hmm. sometimes we're calling that HPA axis dysfunction. Uh, but just being tired all the stinking time, right? Um, Story of my life. (laughs) Right, right. So there's that piece of love working with adrenal stuff. Uh, And then, of course, we see a lot of acute things, you know, acute uh, colds and flus and that basic stuff. I also do a lot of work with various chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease. I would say the biggest part of my practice is really in that thyroid adrenal hormone section, and that's what Mm -hmm. I really love to do because there's just so much of it out there, and there's so many little things that we can do to feel better when we're working with that stuff. So you just touched on uh, flus and colds. Yes, it's that season. (laughs) And that season is coming soon. Uh, Tell me what you, you, do you give flu shots in your office? No, ma'am. Well, not your traditional flu shots. I give immune (laughs) boosters, right? Right. Nutrients and stuff. (laughs) So what what is what is that? What is an immune booster? Yeah, so there's different types of immune boosters in my office. I mean, the biggest part of that is something called Angestol, which is actually a homeopathic uh, injectable, and it's been shown to improve the immune system. So this is preventative stuff. I also have a homeopathic uh, flu support. Those are little pellets, so those you take orally, take them for five months, you know, once a month dose, super easy. And then once people get sick, then we have kind of a standard protocol that everyone can do at home. It's super easy. I just, you know, send them a message. Hey, here are the things you want to do. If you're not getting better, give me a call. Because a lot of the stuff can be managed at home. You don't need a doctor to to do every little thing. So I try to teach my patients to handle some of this stuff at home because I think that's empowering and it's easy and it's more affordable. (laughs) Yeah. I have not had a flu shot in years. I don't know if I've ever had one. Maybe. Oh, well, Not every I time I had one, I would get the flu. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I mean, terrible. Yes. And I was just like, what am I even, why am I even doing this? Yeah. And I don't think I've, I've had colds. Yep. I think I did get the flu last year, but it was really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, ever since I stopped taking those flu shots, I haven't yes been that ill and anytime um, I get an acute illness I like to think of it as building my immune system right this is an opportunity for my immune system to learn about this bug or this virus and learn how to fight against it so you know I kind of celebrate when I get sick I'm like all right let's throw everything at this thing and see how I can do so you would be the only person that celebrates when you get sick yeah I'm a weirdo that that (laughs) no one else ever is like yes Yes. 
I have. the flu. It's awesome. Let's sweat it out. <laughs> so um, you also do the marijuana certifications. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. For sure. So before we dive in, so it's called the Medical Marijuana Program. Um, I prefer to use the term cannabis because I think marijuana, that term has a lot of negative connotation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and people think of it as, you know, this bad thing. So I like to use the term cannabis. That's the, the scientific term for it. So with cannabis, with the program here in Arizona, it's it's changing all the time. But what I see in my office, I would say the most common category, so to speak, is going to be chronic pain because chronic pain is associated with so many different conditions, autoimmune conditions, right? You know, with Hashis, a lot of times there's chronic pain involved Mm -hmm. in that. Um, I do actually use like a cannabis lotion. Yeah, topical stuff is awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't I don't smoke or do edibles or anything. It's not my thing. (laughs) But the lotion, it doesn't get you high. And it really helps. It's a a mix between the THC and the CBD and Mm -hmm. the um, Arnica cream. Oh, nice blend. So if I'm having like joint pain or I've been having this weird muscle spasm in my knee, um, migraines, I'll rub that stuff on my neck or on my temples and it helps to relieve migraines. So it doesn't have to be smoked or eaten Absolutely. or get you high even. Exactly. And I, I that's another misconception that I see a lot is that, you know, oh, this program is just for a bunch of, you know, teenagers hanging out on the couch Teenage getting high. Pothead. It's just <laughs> not what it is. Yeah. Most of my patients are 30 plus. I have patients in my in their 80s. Um, and so a lot of those folks are not smoking it and they're definitely not using it to get high. Usually one of the questions I get is, okay, how do I help myself without, you know, all those psychoactive side effects, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're always trying to minimize that stuff. So yes, topicals can be great. Edibles can be can be good, but they need to be used appropriately. And there's a lot of little caveats to using those <laughs> safely. Um, there's, you know, of course, we, we I'm sure everyone's heard about vaporizers because that's been all over the news, the mm-hmm. vape pens. So there's some information there. But there's even oils and tinctures and all sorts of stuff available. So yeah, it's not what people typically think of when they think of marijuana, for sure. Yeah, it definitely has a bad rap. Yeah. You know, because of the don't do drugs or say no yes. to drugs campaign many, yes. many years ago. <laughs> and then you think about hippies. and But there are a lot of people, a lot of people that benefit from it. And yes. in, in my opinion, I see, I look at cannabis, at marijuana, mm-hmm. as safer a hundred times safer than alcohol. Oh, I mean, yeah. not that you use alcohol for medical uses, but, yeah. you know, when you think about it, nobody that is high is enraged or <laughs> killing people or fighting at bars or, you know, so it, it just has this bad rap. But then it's like you look at the amount of people driving the wrong way on the highway oh, or, yeah. you know, one of my friends had his uh, wall driven through <gasps> last night, his back wall. No so, kidding. you know, those wow. are things it's like you give this such a bad name and people feel so negative about it, but then go out and drink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but it does have, um, we had a we had a friend who passed away a few years ago and she had cancer. Mm-hmm. She um, had terminal leukemia. Yep. And she, if she wasn't on 
cannabis, she couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. She was nauseous. She had like terrible body aches and side effects from all of the medication she was on from the cancer. And it really, really benefited her tremendously to help her through the rest of her life. You know, she lived a lot longer than anybody ever expected her to because she was a fighter. But, you know, you think about those things and that's something that really helped her and can help a lot of people for a lot of different reasons yes and one thing that i see you know again a lot of patients i see it's it's chronic pain from various conditions multiple sclerosis um all sorts of stuff ankylosing spondylitis etc this allows them you know what i always talk to patients about is that this isn't going to cure your illness right most likely but it's gonna make you more comfortable in a way that you can be more active, you can do the things that you wanna do, you can live life a little bit fuller, right? So it's not gonna, you know, it's not a miracle drug, it doesn't take everything away, but it absolutely allows them to live life a little bit more on their terms, which yeah. I think is a powerful thing. I think so too, and and you know, like I said, it's it's it helps so many people, not even just with, you know, chronic pain, but if you think about, like, and it doesn't work for everybody either. Absolutely. You know, you can have migraines, and it does work, yep. and have migraines. For me, it doesn't. Yep, I've seen that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm just, you know, feeling terrible, and I have a migraine. <laughs> so for me, that's not, it doesn't work for me, but I know for other people, it has done wonders. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, people with chronic mi- migraines or back pain or, you know, stomach issues. Yeah, Crohn's or disease. Crohn's, I, exactly. I've had a patient who hasn't had a flare in two years wow. since they started using cannabis. That's huge, Can you right? explain what Crohn's disease is? Yes. So Crohn's disease is a disease, a disease of the intestines, lots of inflammation, right? So these people are suffering from, you know, bowel abnormalities, chronic pain, uh, chronic abdominal pain, right? So it's, it's an inflammatory disease of the bowels. And you know, to have to run to the bathroom, you know, however many times a day. I mean, that disrupts your work day. It disrupts social functions, all sorts of stuff. And, and it's really, really uncomfortable. It's super <laughs> uncomfortable, right? So to not have to have a flare in two years simply because this person takes a small dose of cannabis daily at bedtime, I mean, that's life-changing, yeah. right? And it also allows them to not have to take other medications, to be on chronic steroids or um, immunomodulating drugs, right? So I, I also see that with opiates, for example. A lot of people are able to completely discontinue opiates or really wean down on those medications by using cannabis. Yeah, which we all know that there is a opioid crisis yeah, huge here. Problem. <laughs> so, huge problem. So giving somebody an option that is natural yes, and... I don't know. They, I don't believe that marijuana is an addictive drug, mm-hmm. and I'm air quote drug because yep. I don't believe, you know. But it, the, it is proven that opiate, opioids are. And, 100%. you know, it, it causes a lot of deaths. Again, yep. marijuana use and over marijuana use, cannabis use, is yep. not going to kill you. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, if anything, it makes you tired and you, you take a nap, right? Yeah, or you get hungry. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> But um, I, I think it's a great thing. I think it's great that you do that for for your clients, and it's something yeah. that helps a lot of people. So, yeah. getting back to all the thyroid stuff, yeah. Tell me a little bit about what your thyroid does, and because when I first got sick, yeah, I thought I was just tired. Yep. Um, I thought I was just eating more and gaining weight. I thought, uh, you know, oh, I'm foggy brained, but I Mm -hmm. work two jobs. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about what the thyroid does and how it can affect you 
yeah? that way. Absolutely. So when we talk about thyroid function, we also have to talk about you know different pieces of that system, right? Part of your brain controls what the thyroid does. So one of the questions when somebody comes into my office and it seems like they have a thyroid issue, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, is that a true thyroid issue or is this coming from higher up in the pathway, right? Is mm-hmm. this a brain issue? Um, and so that's a part of it. But you know, like you mentioned, weight is often a problem for people, especially on the high, you know, I'm, I'm talking more about hypothyroid. Hyperthyroid mm-hmm. is a whole different beast and yeah. less common. Yeah. Um, but with hypothyroid, people tend to gain weight because it controls our metabolism, mm-hmm. right? Um, it controls our energy, right? So that's why people feel fatigued. It controls the way our hair grows, right? So a lot of people with hypothyroidism will notice that their hair falls out or for me, uh, you know, part of my eyebrows just disappears, which is <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, so it controls randomly. All, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it controls the bowels, right? So a lot of people with hypothyroid will have constipation. And then if you throw autoimmune Hashimoto's on top of that, well, then you're talking about that immune component as well. So, you know, that could be joint pain, that can be gut issues, all sorts of stuff. So, you know, the thyroid controls a lot of different parts of the body. And the sneaky part about thyroid is that a lot of those symptoms can be discounted as something else, right? I'm oh, not sleeping depression. Enough. I'm stressed, I, right? Here, you just need an antidepressant, right? And a lot of those things get discounted Um, especially when the proper workup is not done. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important that people get a proper workup because things get missed when that, when that doesn't happen. I think also with Hashimoto's, um, I had my thyroid tested twice. Yep. And I was within normal range. (laughs) What, what is normal range, you know? Exactly. And I, you know, I told my doctor, I'm like, no, something is not right. Like I, when I finally went to another and got another opinion and Mm -hmm. I loved my, my GP, don't get me wrong. But when I finally went to another doctor, it was because I had pulled up behind a car at a stop sign and for no reason at all, put my foot on the gas and backed right into her car. Oh, wow. I don't, and it's like your brain just isn't, it's not working normal. And and it's like, she's like, what happened? I'm like, I I don't know. I knew you were there. Mm -hmm. I saw you there. I was making a right-hand turn, you were making a left, and for some reason I just went. Yep. Because thing, you're so foggy-brained, and I would get into my car and just drive. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes out of my way and then go, oh, my God, where am I going? Yep. Because I had no idea, you know, you're, which was is terrible, so <laughs> like, admitting that now. Yeah. No judgment. But... <laughs> But things that, and it's like, that is not normal. It's not normal to fall asleep just because you're sitting down. It's not normal to sleep for 16 hours a day. It's not normal to be so incredibly starving, hungry that you physically hurt. I mean, I... And my everybody thought it was kind of like, oh, here she goes again. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I need to eat right now or I'm going to throw up and pass out. I yeah. physically hurt. Like body hurts. My stomach hurts. Yes. My head hurts. And those are just weird symptoms. That yeah. <laughs> when as you talk about that, too, I think one of the hard parts of autoimmune conditions in general is that a lot of them are what we call invisible diseases, meaning that if you were to look at that person, if I look at you, you look healthy, you're radiant, right? 
you know, nobody would ever know that there was something wrong just by looking at you, but how you feel Mm -hmm. can be a whole different thing. And so I think that's a really hard part of autoimmune Hashimoto's is that people don't know that you're sick and you look fine. So what's wrong with you? I actually had that conversation with a client a a long time ago and I was telling him, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just been really sick lately and I've had a flare of my autoimmune. He's like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yep. And he's like, you hide it really well. I'm like, well, you, you learned it. <laughs> I have to. Yep. Because I have to come into my job and smile and be energetic when yes. all I want to do is lie down. Right. Take a nap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's when someone is diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. there's hundreds of them. Yes. What do you suggest they do? What path do you think that they should take yeah. and where should they start? Because I know it's it's very hard and confusing and there's so much information like information overload oh my gosh exactly and you know what i recommend for one person with hashimoto's may be different from what i recommend for another person with hashimoto's because it's so individualized and everybody's autoimmune acts a little bit different but there's certainly some baseline stuff that you can do so the first question is or the first piece is to look at nutrition right we have to tailor nutrition to you now in general most people who have autoimmune conditions are going to do better on a gluten-free diet Uh, and not sure if that's really the gluten itself or what we're spraying on the gluten Mm -hmm. right but there is something about that exposure that seems to aggravate autoimmune conditions. Now it's not to the point of celiac, so if you have a little bit here and there, it's not gonna kill you, right? You'll be okay, but you'll probably feel it the next day. Um, So yeah, looking at nutrition, and sometimes that includes doing food sensitivity testing Which to I've see. Which I've also done. Yeah, so you want to see, okay, Mostly what? Mostly ignored. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know that feeling. It's like, you know, I'm going to have that thing and just take some enzymes. It'll be all right. I'm like, asparagus? No, Come I'm on. not going to not eat asparagus. Right, it's happening. Oh, well. <laughs> just don't eat it every day. Yes. And eggs. I, w- I'm, I was really sensitive to eggs. Mm-hmm. And I seem to be okay if I have them. I mean, I cut them out completely for, I think it was six months. Yeah. No eggs, not in anything. Yeah. And, um, like, no mayonnaise, no products with eggs. all the things. Everything, because Mm -hmm. eggs are in everything, in case you didn't know. They are. And then after that, I slowly add it back, but I still can't do it often. But before, I mean, if I even add one egg, it was like... Boop. Yep. You're game over. Yes. But now I can slowly add those things back. So those yep. food sensitivity tests are good to kind of they give you that guide you mm-hmm. to know what to avoid. Yep. But also, you know, you can eventually add those things back. Absolutely. Because a lot it, of because it changes. Yeah, and because a lot of people with autoimmune, especially when they're first diagnosed, they have their gut integrity is not what it should be. And so you do all that work up front, you know, take out those food sensitivities, be really consistent with that, and then the gut heals. Right. And then you can start adding that stuff back in. But like you found a lot of times, you know, that person, if they were to go back to having that food every day would create that problem again. But hey, if I have it a few times a week, then I'm okay, Mm -hmm. Right. And you kind of know, like, all right, I'm getting sensitive to that again. Uh, You know, for some people like for me with certain foods, it's like, oh, I can feel like my my lips are getting a little bit tingly. Time to back off of that food again. Right. I don't have that reaction at all. Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different. Right. Yeah. And some things like, you know, dairy. Oh, yeah. All the rumbly stuff in the gut, which is great fun. It's like, okay, I know I can't do that right now. Or mucus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like the congestion in your throat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dairy does that to a lot of people. And like you think, um, oh, I'm just stuffy. 
Yeah. Right? Well, no, you're allergic to dairy. Yes. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. No, no. Come on. No. (laughs) So anyway, moving along. So after nutrition. Oh, yeah. Environmental stuff is certainly something we have to look at, right? So what what are you putting on your body, right? Like what kind of lotions are you using? Do you use a lot of perfumes? Are you using a lot of chemicals around your house? That stuff matters because we still have to process that stuff in our environment. And so that creates another hoop that we have, our bodies have to jump through, right? And so we try and eliminate all those different factors. So environment makes a huge difference. Stress. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Stress is like the number one thing. We have this conversation. Oh, time. I have this conversation multiple <laughs> times a day with multiple people. Stress is huge, right? It is. It's huge and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is probably the hardest thing because yep. you can control what's in your environment. You can tr- control what you put in your mouth, yep. but you can't you, I mean, yes, you can control, you know, your stressors. To a certain extent. To a certain extent, mm-hmm. but you can't control how your body is reacting to the yeah, stress. Yeah, yeah. So it's more about, I never say, okay, we got to eliminate stress. That's just not possible. Yeah. You have to manage that, right? So, okay, when I feel stressful, what are some things that I can do to get myself back on track? Whether that's meditation or maybe I need to take a day off from work or I need to go sit by the beach, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. right? Then you do those things. But or go get a mani-pedi or yes. a massage. Yes, I just had or- a massage last Last night. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, all right, gotta fit it in, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people put off self-care because they think it's selfish or they think it's, you know, I don't have time for that. But yep. when you when you really take a step back and think about it, like self-care is so important. And I've said this over and over again. Yep. If you can't take care of yourself, how can you expect to take care of anybody else? One hundred percent. You yep. can't. Yeah. I mean there's just it's not possible, especially if you have a family and kids and yes. you have your job, you cannot fully function to your capacity that you're because the body is a wonderful thing. Yeah. And it does amazing things. So if it's taken care of, it will it will take care of you. Yeah, it will provide for you. 100%. Absolutely. And it's interesting you mentioned the kids part of it, because I tell you what the the women in my practice who are moms, they are the hardest ones to convince that they need to put themselves first. Right. Because they're used to taking care of everybody else. Yep. And so that, and that's it's just easier if I do it. Right. I don't have to ask anybody. Then it's I done right. Do it. And I don't have to think yeah. about it. <laughs> yes. All of those things. Yep. So that that's a hard pill to swallow. And it takes a little bit of practice, but it can totally be done. And it's about a lot of times in my practice, I'm trying to find that middle ground, right? Meeting people halfway. Yeah. Okay, so I know you're going to do that thing. You're not going to give whatever that is up. So let's find some other way to balance you out, right? right. Okay, so you're going to run that marathon when you probably don't need to be running that marathon. Okay, that's fine. Cool. So let's make sure that you get the massage after and you, you know, do these other things to help support yourself. But yeah. self-care is important. So speaking of running marathon, <laughs> what do you suggest? So if somebody is you know, autoimmune or has Hashimoto's or has, you know, Graves or Crohn's or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, what kind of, because sometimes it can be very, very difficult to work out. Yes. What kind of recommendations do you have for fitness and exercise with somebody that is struggling with that? Yes. So yeah, it's, it's really about where they're at in that process. So if somebody comes to me and they're on a full on flare, no, I'm not going to ask you to go hit up the gym for an hour or five days a week. That's unreasonable. Totally unreasonable. Yes. So sometimes 
sometimes I just start with stretching, right? I wanna see you stretch every night for 10 minutes, like you can do it in your bed. You don't even have, you know, need any special equipment. You don't have to go anywhere to do it. So sometimes I start with something as simple as stretching. Because what does stretching do? Oh my gosh, so much for the body. One, <laughs> it's relaxing, right? Um, blood it gets flow. blood flowing, right? It gets the lymph system activated. So there's so much about stretching that can be beneficial. Right. So it's as easy as starting with that. Or hey, here's a couple of yoga poses that you can do. You can do them in your chair while you're watching TV, right? right? Or do them at your, you know, in your kitchen while you're making dinner. Fit it in where you can. So for people who are, you know, past that point and once we get them a little bit more balanced, okay, now let's talk about some strength training, mm -hmm. right? And get your body strong. But you don't always start there if somebody's not feeling well. Right. And I think that's another thing too, that people, no matter if you're sick or not, yeah. people try to start a program and just go completely balls to oh, the wall. Oh, yes. And really, you can't, for one, you can't do that. Even with, let's say, with the protocols for like getting better. Yep. If you're cutting out everything right now today, you're done for. Yeah. You're not going to stick to it because it's yep. too hard it's to too do much. too many things at once. Yep. So like you said, starting with something as simple as stretching yep. five minutes a day. Yeah. Let's say it's five minutes. Things. Yep. That's and people will think, well, I don't think that's going to do anything. It does. Yes. So starting as like you know, with weight loss, yep. starting with something as simple as cutting out soda. Drink more water. Drink more water. <laughs> don't yeah. even change your diet yet. Just right? try and fill up a, you know, thirty ounce of water. Yep. And drink it, and it's fill it up again, slow, and drink steady it. Steady changes. Because doing something small helps you to create that habit. Yep. And then once that becomes a habit and it's it's something you do every day, then you can add something else yeah, to that. Yeah, because that's your normal now. Right. Yep, you have to find a new normal and that takes time. And one of the one of my mentors always used to say, you know, you can't walk 10 miles into the woods and come out in six, right? So you didn't get this chronic disease overnight, Yes. right? You develop that over time. So you can't expect that. I'm gonna give you all the things in, in one visit and you're gonna be healed by the next time you come back to me. It doesn't happen that way. We've yeah. got to make Which those Which is also shifts. a hard pill to swallow, but yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and especially with autoimmune, because, you know, for the majority of people, that autoimmune is going to stick with them, and they, they always have to think about that, right? So it's it's always, you're making that decision of, okay, so I, I was visiting my parents last weekend uh, in Henderson, Nevada, and it's like, all right, we're going to go out, and I'm going to have that that piece of bread because it looks delicious, right? And I know how that's going to make me feel. And so it's, it's about, you know, constantly thinking about it, but also not overthinking it and enjoying right. life a little bit too, because that's part of that stress management. Yep. 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 And that's exactly how I try to portray, you know, how to tell people that it's all about living your life while still doing things the best you can. Yeah. Because you can't be 100% all the time. It's just not possible. Yep. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Um, if people need to want to reach you or have questions about getting a cannabis certification card <laughs> or autoimmune disease or any other questions yeah. that they want to ask how can they how can they get a hold of you absolutely so you can give us a call uh 480-331-7353 my secretary vanessa's a rock star she'll get you all set up you can also go to our website it's www.drstoneaz.com you can read about stuff on there you can book online now because we're all fancy and, and up with technology now so yes reach out to us you can send me an email drcarolynstone at gmail.com 
com. So yeah, multiple awesome. ways. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. I'll have all that, all that information on the show notes as well. Yay. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing yes. a load of information for us because I know yeah. that there are people out there that are going through yeah, these things and, and we both through went, went through it ourselves and understand yep. so if you have any questions please reach out and thank you so much for listening oh, thank you for having me so You're much welcome. fun today You're welcome <laughs> and we'll see you all next week thank you so much for listening to the fit medit podcast fitness for real people with your host gabrielle mazar if you'd like more information on today's episode you can find it in the show notes or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. You can also find out more information about Gabrielle's fitness vacations. Be a guest for the all-inclusive Fitcation to Kauai, February 29th through March 5th, 2020, or join us in Banff, Canada, July 25th through August 4th, 2020. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a great review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.